I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. You can get in touch on our WhatsApp 0876797104. And we are delighted to invite onto the show the Minister for Health, Mr. Simon Harris. Simon, how are you? Cormac, I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so I imagine it's been a slightly busier few weeks for you than, than what it would usually be for your day-to-day activities. Yeah, well, I don't, in fairness, I don't think anyone quite in Ireland quite could have expected what we've all been through over the last few months. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for everybody, but um, well, like everybody, I think life has changed for for all of us. But um, we're getting there, and uh, if we stay the courts now, I think we can try and uh, finish the job with this virus and uh, try and keep people safe. And do you think at the moment we are kind of staying on course for hopefully the 18th to see some kind of a change? So, so I hope so. I mean, I suppose the first thing to say is we got to remember there there's still a lot of people getting sick uh, in our country with this virus. So even though every day, thankfully, we talk about progress and we've seen fewer people in hospital and fewer people in intensive care, there's still 72 people in intensive care uh, today in Ireland with COVID-19 fighting for their lives. Obviously, we've seen nearly 1,500 people die of this virus. And we've seen well over 20,000 people actually get this virus. So there's still a lot of people getting very sick in Ireland. But we are making we are making good progress. We could have been in a much worse place if it weren't for the incredible efforts of so many people who are sacrificing so much, staying at home, staying away from family, friends, keeping their distance, washing their hands, all of those things people are probably sick and tired of hearing us saying at this stage, but things that actually do save lives. So we're hoping, but we don't yet know, we're hoping that next week we'll be able to ease in a little way some of the restrictions. But being very honest, if we do that, we're going to need people more than ever to stick with the public health advice. So if we are in a position next week that means you can do a few new things that we're not able to do this week, we need people to, to go no further than that if we're succeed. How do you, I mean, address the, the Irish attitude that, you know, I think it's a great part of us, but maybe in something like this might be getting a bit tricky, the Asher, it's grand kind of mentality, because I think everyone has seen a little bit of maybe complacency kicking in, and especially for people who haven't maybe been directly, thankfully, directly affected by, uh, you know, the sickness or the virus and haven't seen anyone getting ill as of yet, and they're kind of like, Asher, listen, it's not affecting me. How do you, what's your message to those people right now? So, I, I, look, I think you're dead right, and like, let's be honest, we're all human, you know, the good weather comes out, we see the country's making a bit of progress with the virus and people are like, astrogies, would it really matter if I just did that? This, that or the other? Would it really matter if I visited those friends? Or, God, I haven't seen my mum in a while, I'd like to go around to the house and see her. The answer, though, sadly, is it would matter. Uh, it could actually be really dangerous and it could make lots of people sick. So, I mean, what I genuinely say to people, and I know it's tough, I find it tough too, we all find it tough. I mean, what I genuinely say to people is, 
think how you would feel if you were the loved one of one of the 72 people in ICU today fighting for their lives or if you were uh, one of the families who lost a loved one through COVID-19 and be thankful that that's not you or that's not I and let's make sure that we work to keep it that way because you know there will be a day again uh, where we can get back to normal there will be days again where you can see your friends where we can get back to having the crack and doing the things that we all like doing but for those families who've lost loved ones they'll never have that hope again so like let's keep things in perspective here it's really tough on all of us but it is about saving lives and we're actually we're staying apart from our family and our friends for them it's because we love them and care for them that we're doing it because we don't want any of them to get it's actually so interesting that you say that sorry for going across you there my Uh mum said to me the other day like because I was saying I'm just so fed up I just want to see people now and Mm. you know you know is it really going to affect kind of my age group or younger and she said no but the problem is that you're going to infect me because I'm of an age that unfortunately I am likely to get it and you know because you know certain underlying health problems and stuff and older people and she said and I could I think should she say there was like a 50% chance if she was in hospital that she could get very seriously ill well, this is this is the thing. I mean, we're asking people to stay at home to keep themselves safe and their family safe. But we're also, as you rightly say, we're asking people to stay at home so they keep their loved ones safe. So, like, sometimes when we think of this big global pandemic that's causing chaos around the world, it can all kind of seem, you know, nearly too big for us. Like, what, what can I do as an individual? But the actual truth is, don't, don't think of it as a global pandemic. Think of it as, you know, how it could affect your mom or your dad or your granny or your granddad or your neighbour up the road that you know has an underlying condition and, and think that you're doing it for them. And I suppose the other thing that there's a bit of a kind of rumour that's just not true that younger people don't get COVID-19. Just looking at some of the figures earlier, around 40% of the people who've gotten sick with COVID-19 in Ireland have been between the ages of 20 and 45. So 1,246 people between the ages of 20 and 24 have gotten this virus. So like 40% of us, 4 out of 10 people have gotten sick have been between 20 and 45. So we know we know older people and vulnerable people can be more susceptible to getting it really badly, but any age group can actually get the virus. Mm. So none of us should think we're invincible. You know? It doesn't necessarily have to be someone who is sick already. Like healthy young people are, are getting the virus as well and dying yeah, from it. They absolutely are. I mean, um, yeah, lots of people have, right at every single age, men, women, people living in all parts of Ireland, people of all different ages and backgrounds are getting the virus. And sadly, we've seen people die uh, of a whole variety of ages. So So, speaking of kind of younger people as well, uh, obviously one of the biggest talking points of the last couple of weeks has been leaving certs and and they've been kind of, I don't want to say necessarily messed about, but there's been a huge amount of kind of confusion and uncertainty around what has happened and I know there's been a decision made, but what would you say to the the leaving certs listening to this right now who might feel as if they have been, I don't know, they they just maybe haven't been considered enough? what, What What's your message to them right now? Yeah, look, I can understand why they feel like that because I, I still remember when I did my leave there back in 2004, I think. And I remember how stressful it can actually be, you know, uh, for anybody doing their leave in any year. And for people this year, it was made all the more stressful because we couldn't provide you with the certainty that we wanted to. Everyone wanted the exam to go ahead because they've worked so hard for it. No one wanted anyone to have to put a year of their life on hold or miss the mm. opportunity of going to college next year. But at the same time, when the Minister for Education looked at it, there just wasn't a safe way of making sure it could go ahead. And we didn't want to be messing people around more saying, look, it'll happen in July or it'll happen in August, only to find out then that it wasn't able to be because of the virus. So what we've tried to do, and look, there's no ideal outcome here, but what we've tried to do is give, I suppose, an option for anybody who wants to go on to, to college or move on from school to get, a, get their predicted grades. And then anybody who wants to sit the leave insert later when it's safe to do so can do that as well. So I know it's been a difficult time for everyone, but at least now there's a plan 
and I suppose uh, not to leave their students and their families around the country be deciding now what's best for them. I think it's pretty fair advice, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing uh, we can do. Yeah. We are in a pandemic. You know, you couldn't plan <laughs> yeah. for it, so you kind of just have to go with the flow. But on a lighter yeah. note, Simon, yeah. the Minister for Health, when you do have a little bit of spare time in lockdown, what are you doing with your time? Yeah, well, as you say, not a lot of time at the moment. So uh, every day kind of is the same. I, I thought being Minister for Health was busy before the pandemic. <laughs> um, but now it's gone into a whole new level. Uh, but look, when I, when, I, when I do get a bit of time, I'm obviously trying to spend time with my baby daughter, who's now 15 months old, and uh, to see her a little bit as well and kind of spend some time with her because it's, uh, it's an important age. And uh, also just to get a little bit of exercise and a walk. And I think that is a message for everybody you know you, you can leave your home to get a bit of exercise and clear your head and certainly that helps me as well but that's good and I don't mean to make, you know bring things back to too serious a topic before we wrap up here but Simon um, before Christmas I got engaged to a blonde and I'm currently dating a brunette <laughs> so is there any movement on hairdressers <laughs> being opened earlier that took me a second. I thought you were going to ask me for relationship advice. <laughs> That's <laughs> next one now. Well, well I, I, don't, I don't know whether you're familiar with my hair, but I can tell you it's desperately in need of being cut. And uh, <laughs> it's gotten greyer by the day as well. But uh, we've got to be really careful about this because obviously by the very nature of going to the barbers or going to the hairdressers, it's a lot harder to keep physical distance. So yeah. if you think about it, the best way of spreading this, of not spreading this virus is to stay apart, to try and keep kind of at least two metres distance between you and other people. Very, very hard for somebody to do that while cutting your hair but I mean look we'll obviously be engaging with the, the industry I know some of my colleagues were, were chatting to the industry I know some of them are coming forward with uh, ideas in terms of how they think they could try and make it safer for the, the hairdressers or the barbers to open again we're engaging with the industry and seeing if they can come up with some ideas and if we can help them in that regard as well but uh, I feel your pain. And there's nothing wrong with brunettes? <laughs> no there's not but I mean I signed <laughs> up this is the agreement that I was signed up to Saoirse before and now this agreement's <laughs> being broken and the government needs to step in and take decisive action on this. Uh, well, the only good thing is you can, you don't, you, you're not getting married anytime soon anyway, so you can hold yeah. off till she's blonde again. <laughs> but that's it, yeah, I, I can hide I, her away. I feel I better not say anything further on this thing. I'm in awful big trouble commenting on blondes and brunettes. So do I, so do I. And, and listen, just speaking on those types of things as well, weddings, stags, trips away and the pubs being open, when do you see it all being back to normal when you can go down to the pub and, and have a pint at the counter beside someone and not have to worry about uh, you know, social distancing and go to a restaurant and, and and have a wedding where you don't have to cut the numbers down. As much as that, that's a benefit as well because you you know have an excuse to not invite the relatives you don't like to your wedding. But at the <laughs> same time, is is there any scope of, of normality that the government sees at the moment with regards to those occasions? So I've tried to be really blunt and honest with people since it started, and I mean nobody can definitively say anywhere in the world um, how this virus is going to is going to go. And um, there's lots of different theories and ideas, but this is a relatively new virus that we're still learning more about every day and there's a lot of very intelligent people across the globe working on trying to come up with treatments and vaccines and, and I think we're all we're all really rooting for that and hoping that that does happen because that, that could be a potential game changer. Being very honest though until there is a vaccine or a treatment uh, or unless this virus seriously changes its course, I mean it is likely things like physical distance are going to become the norm. Now that doesn't mean it might, won't be possible to go out for a meal or maybe mm-hmm. even in time go down to the local and, and have a pint and see friends but it does mean that we're going to 
have to do things. We are going to have to do things differently. I mean, the way I always describe this, this virus in, in my own mind is any of us could have the germs within us. The closer we are to other people, the more likely it is the germs can jump uh, from me to the next person. And that's how this virus spreads. So the further we do keep apart, the harder it is for the virus to spread. And we've seen what have happened in, in other countries where, you know, the situation really, really got out of hand. And that's not to take away from the terrible tragedy we've seen in our own country. But mm. things could have been so disastrous here in Ireland. I mean, remember, at one stage, I mean, we were uh, we were predicting a situation where many, many, many thousands of people uh, would have lost their lives at this stage, that the country would have ran out of intensive care beds, that our hospitals would have been overwhelmed. And it's thanks to people making the incredible sacrifices that that hasn't happened. So, like, every single day we're monitoring this virus. There'll be nobody happier than me than when we can lift these restrictions. Uh, I can assure you that we won't keep them in place a day longer than necessary. But they are in place for one reason and one reason only. They're in place to keep you safe and keep you alive. And, I mean, that's why we're doing it. And I suppose I hope that puts things into perspective. But I should say this. I mean, I am conscious that it's a really tough time for people's mental health as well because it's not... Like it's not normal to have to, mm. you know, be away from people and be apart from people. So it is important that we remember there is a difference between kind of social distancing and physical distancing. We're asking you to keep physically apart from people, but we're not asking you to become strangers. I mean, we are asking people to reach out to people, keep in touch with their friends. I know lots of people are using Zoom and House Party and other apps to, to keep in touch with them, so, uh, keep in touch with each other. You can obviously, you know, you obviously many people live with other people. They can obviously have their company and we're hoping now in the next couple of weeks if we get this virus under control to be able to expand the number of people that you can see. So I am conscious that this is having a toll on everybody, but all I can honestly say to you is the alternative is a hell of a lot worse. Um, and that's what we've got to keep reminding ourselves. We, we don't want to go the way uh, that some other countries sadly have. And I think now we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think so, yeah, I think so. And I mean, we have a plan. And I mean, but the plan is basically saying to the people of Ireland, look, if, if we all do our bit, like the government has to do a bit and the health service has to do a bit, but if we all do our bit as individual citizens and kind of listen to the doctors and follow the advice, we're going to be able to move forward and reopen the country bit by bit. Now, where it gets risky is if people decide to run, run, run ahead of themselves uh, and not follow the advice. But if we follow the advice, I'd be hoping that every couple of weeks we could take a step forward and get one step closer to normal. And, and that's what we all desperately want to do. Um, I don't want to be going making policy and strategy for the government, not just yet. I mean, I'm open to, to proposals right. <laughs> and contract work anyway, but maybe a campaign, right? And instead of the phases, which are obviously important, but maybe to make it more uh, easier to comprehend, what if we did an outdoor campaign um, and every phase uh, represented a, a filling of a pint slightly more so that when we are out of phase five, the, the pint is full. And then at least we know, like, phase one, it's a tiny bit full. And then we can kind of move it that way. And at least people know the state of course with, unfortunately, um, the situation we're in. But I don't know if that would be something you guys would consider. I think always drink responsibly as well. Yeah, as a health minister, I'd have to do the drink responsibly message as well, wouldn't I? But um, certainly, <laughs> certainly ways of making certainly ways of making the message more simple is definitely definitely always things always things to do. But I mean, yes, I'll, I'll bang that in an email to you, and we'll, we'll have a meeting about it, a strategy meeting next week, and we'll see what's going on. Absolutely, but, but, but let me just say this: let me just say this, chair because like often when there's a problem in the country, people say, "What's the government going to do about it?" And that, that, that's right and proper. Like that's what we get elected for and paid to do, you know, to fix problems with this pandemic, the people listening to this program have much more 
power than I do and than the government does and that any health service does because literally the individual actions that we all decide to take is what's saving lives. Like already people have saved thousands of lives. The question for us now is are we up for doing more? We can't throw in the towel. We can't leave the job half finished. I don't think we'd ever forgive ourselves as people if we decide, you know that, we got a bit, we found that we found the restrictions a bit hard after a while and you know we were missing people and we got a bit tired of it and we got a bit of fatigue of it so we kind of gave up. I don't think we'd ever forgive ourselves if we look back in a couple of years and think, God, if only we had a stuck at this for another few weeks or another few months and uh, we could have got out of it. So my message to people listening to this is I know it's tough. I know it's really boring listening to people like me bleeding on and saying the same stuff over and over again. The only reason we're doing it is because it is definitely, definitely making a difference. And sometimes at the worst time, and this is a really bad time, you actually see the best in people. And I mean, I'm so proud to be Irish because people in this country have responded amazingly. Like if you think about it, postmen and postwomen now aren't just delivering the post. They're delivering the post. They're checking in on older people. They're getting messages for them if they need it. Volunteers all across the country are helping people, you know, walk the dog who are self-isolating and reaching out to people. You know, people have signed up to say, I used to be a nurse and I retired. Now I'm happy to come back and work in the health service. You know, our frontline healthcare workers, the people working in our supermarkets and collecting our bins, like everyone's just been amazed um, and working together. And we just need to kind of remember that. Like we are we are a great country and we are going to get through. Well, I think we're the perfect message to end that on Minister for Health, Simon Harris. Thanks many for chatting to us here on F104 tonight. Thank you so much. You both. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.